0: Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu.
1: We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
3: Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, just hilarious. I don't know where the hell Envy is at. Uh but we got a special guest, man. He's got a new show coming out on Netflix called the Vince Staples
5: Show. Vince Staples is here. How you doing? I'm going good. How y'all doing? That's what's up. What's good. up, my guy? Good. I'm chilling, man. You How look you healthy, feeling?
0: man. Yeah.
5: Hey man, I'm trying to stay that way, bro. I'm getting old, so you what, know. You went vegan or something? Oh no, no, no. You no, said
0: it no, no, no. like you used to look bad or something. <laughs> no. It was a
5: little different. It was a little different, a little grimy I guess, no. would be the term. <laughs> How nah. are you though? I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed, all the good shit, so I'm good. You know you're not. You're tired as hell. It's early in the morning. <laughs> nah, don't I'm want always to be up tired, <laughs> though. I'm always tired, though. I be up early, though, so it's really not that crazy just to run around, you know, the um, press circuit type situation. All right, all right, all right. So what is the Vince Staples show about, man? I mean, pretty much, you know, day-to-day life and our human experience, I feel like a lot of the times... It's a lot of nuance in a lot of people's lives that we might kind of ignore. You know, we all had those days where we tell people, you know, you wouldn't believe the shit that happened to me today. So Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. trying to find ways to utilize that and that format, so to say, and kind of attack deeper issues as far as, you know, classism, socialism, violence, our relationships with those things, our relationships with fame, money, things of that nature. And kind of taking a lighter approach to kind of the stuff that we deal with day to day that people wouldn't believe, because especially when you escape the black community, right, you can Mm -hmm. tell people the stuff that you see that you might deem as normal. And when you get in these other rooms, they don't see it as normal necessarily. Yeah. So just trying to find a way to shed light on it while keeping it lighthearted.
3: Yeah, I asked that question because we were watching it, and that's what Jess said. Yeah. She said, what is this show about? Yeah, yeah. nothing. I was
0: saying, like, what, what because, you know, it, it's not like your typical show. You yeah, get what I'm sure. saying? It's like, like you said, day to day. And which can, one day, it could be crazy, mm-hmm. and then the next day, it can be just chill. Like, the the first episode, would like, stood out to me. I, I didn't expect for homie to die. Like oh then, yeah, yeah. And then I know I'm kind of. Oh, that telling, was the second one? To, oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah, I I'm talking, kind of I telling, talking, Yeah, yeah. But like, it's all good. That was like I, I go from laughing to I'm like, damn, that's that's just how that
5: shit gonna be. Yeah, but that that's <laughs> that that's life. Like you got to think about. Yeah. So um, that episode since we talking about that, right? You know, mm-hmm. we've all had different levels of financial gain, and when you have these levels of financial gain, you get in these other rooms where you realize you don't really got what you think that you mm-hmm. have, and a lot of the times us kind of having the door closed in our faces, you know, black people are entertainers just people that come from a different world. We find solace in the things that we understand no matter where they come from. So, you know, your friends robbing the bank, which is a negative situation, but you feel comfortable to be in that environment. Yeah. That could be alcoholism. That can be drugs. That can be streets. That can be a violence, anything that we can kind of connect to when another door is closed. So that kind of represents the bigger statement of that. And also, Niggas just die, sometimes. Yeah. Just so, die yeah. sometimes. yeah. So so you know, you might you might you might be this close to an opportunity, you might be this close to a situation which would we'll be kinda of receiving that loan and starting that business and then something traumatic happens and the response to it is how our response is when anybody get killed by the police. You know, you put your hands up and you stand still. So it's a lot of deeper meaning in a lot of the things we just wanted to show nuance with it.
3: Even before mm-hmm. that though, because I don't wanna to give too much away, which I normally do when I watch uh, something. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. but you, you when you had the opportunity to leave you realize, even though you was innocent and didn't do nothing, stepping outside that door with the police might have led to you getting killed.
5: Yeah, I mean exactly, and it's like, um, a lot of the stuff that brings us trauma, and a lot of the stuff that kind of forces uncomfortable conversations for us, um, other people honestly don't even know about. That's right. Um, I don't have my manager for a long time, and he would I would just tell him certain stuff. Like, I remember uh we was on we had a call. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, like, hold on, I got to go. Like, the baby shower got raided. And he was like, what? <laughs> and then he called me back. He was like, what you mean? I was at the homie's son' baby shower and it got raided. Like, they kicked the door. In. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they not supposed to do shit like that. Or, like, we got a meeting. And then, all right, man, I was, you got to bail me out real quick. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really look at it like it was that crazy until I got older. And you realize your circumstances are within a bubble. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of wanted to think about the thought process of that bubble mm-hmm. and how – when you're in it, you don't notice what's going on until you leave. So you got subtle nuance in every episode where it's situations that we deal with, specifically in the black community, specifically kind of an urban background. But when you escape that, that should make zero sense, bro. And now that we kind of further removed and we're able to put it on screen, it does feel awkward. It feels uncomfortable a little bit because we don't expect to see these things in these environments.
3: Minister Farrakhan said just because something is the norm doesn't mean it's
5: normal. Mm -hmm. Not exactly. And I think a lot of our stuff is our norm, Mm -hmm. but it ain't normal. Yeah. And I I I took a lot of approach from, um, you know, Corn Brothers type films, uh, David Lynch, things that like that, the Albert Hitchcock things that are meant to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to use it within the guise of comedy, but that was the main, I guess, image of what I was trying to convey was, contrast within a composition because as black people we have contrast you know we have to be all these different things at once our relationship with money family fame misfortune, all that shit is like it's not really prevalent in other people's communities so i wanted to make sure i got a chance to kind of show a little bit of that on camera
3: what i love about the second episode too is you show how most brothers in the hood even though they may choose a life of crime they really are intelligent no for sure and, and they're just doing things to survive and if it wasn't just for a a couple of different circumstances or opportunities between you and them. You could have been them or they could have been you. Exactly.
5: And I think that's, that's understated. Like also the relationship with fame within that episode is important because you have, you know, whatever level of success you have, especially working in music, you understand the fickle nature of the business and how it's not necessarily what it may seem, but to the world around you, you got everything, you got every opportunity, you Mm -hmm. got the the unlimited amount of resources, you have everything and that pride that they carry don't really translate into the rest of the world because, you know, you can go in certain areas where Charlemagne or Jess might be, you know, the biggest thing that we got in our communities. But once you step out and you try to kind of trailblaze and pave away, they don't give a fuck who we are. Mm-hmm. And dealing with that is like, it's more common in the people that covered us with things.
0: Yeah. Look, what, you know, I'm a comedian. So the, <laughs> the funniest part to me was homie in jail singing right Mm -hmm. that is so funny i wanted to know though did did you write that or did you let him oh you're not just uh, do his thing
5: yeah i wrote it i wrote it but uh, so you wrote that that is hilarious his timing is amazing like his 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 context to kind of know where the joke is is amazing and as you know in comedy like with film (laughs) and uh, i feel like within stand-up specifically it's so much more freedom. Yeah. It's so much more, I guess, execution is a lot more important because it ain't no editing, it ain't no cutting, and you got to...
0: nah, it right there in your face.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So within, I think, film and television, a lot of people might not know where the joke is at, and it's harder to tell the story or convey kind of the emotion you're trying to convey versus it being in a stand-up. So it was hard at certain moments to try to figure out how to edit this correctly, mm-hmm. how to make sure that it didn't fall flat, but also how to make sure it didn't look like you was kind of cooning. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah.
0: it was it was perfect. It was funny. Thank you. He had a song for
3: everything. And, <laughs> and I'm glad, dude, just wanted to square up, oh, not yeah. fuck you. Yeah, because nowadays you gotta have a little bit of that. It seemed like in every program, right? I'm oh, glad yeah. It ain't gonna piss Boosie
5: off. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't gonna piss Boosie off. Yeah, man. man. Boosie can watch this, man, with the whole family. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. All the kids can watch. So Boosie watch this with the kids, man. It's not, it's not, you know what I mean? If you was locked up, would you really act like that with other inmates? Bro, so that, that episode. Who who we had a meeting with? We had a meeting. We had a meeting. About that episode? No, we had a meeting and uh I had uh we had a meeting, I had a mishap, traffic ticket. So I had a traffic mm. ticket.
3: And ended up in jail.
5: Yeah. And it was this dude. It was an important meeting. So I can't remember who it was. But it was somebody important. Mm-hmm. And the dude next to me, he just kept singing, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he wouldn't stop. And, you know, you're in the tank, so I'm like, all right, whatever. I feel like you should get a two-man show, whatever, because I'm like, these niggas ain't going to bail me out. They taking too long. <laughs> so we sleep. I'm like, bro. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to get on Not like that, but I was like, hey, bro, like, you get the top bunk. Like, he's like, oh, no, I'm not tripping, bro. Like. Ain't nothing like it. You know, he was cool. Something already cool. I'm thinking, you know, sometimes niggas be trying to be tough and stuff. So I'm asleep, bro. Bro just start humming and then like, I'm like, oh, bro. Mike, he got no idea who I am. It ain't like, because I ain't like super popping like that. So he just like, he just, this, he would have done this no matter who was in the cell, which make it worse. And then bro just like, his arm like fall under the thing. He just starts snapping. Like while he's singing, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He would not stop, bro. And then bro leaned. I was so mad. He just leaned over the bunk. He was like, that's hard, right? I was like, Yeah, bro, that's good. That's good. You remember yeah,
0: what
3: bro.
5: it was? Yeah, I'll tell you later. It was crazy. <laughs>
0: it was
5: it was crazy. Oh. And I'm just like, bro, like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I had a show, I had Lollapalooza. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, I got all this stuff when my mom's trying to build. I got Lollapalooza, I got a, I had a meeting that I missed. I'm a little crazy that I missed. I don't even think it came to fruition because of that. But that's kinda when I was still doing a lot at the same time. And um the people that you like I don't know how he had explained them. Or whatever i don't i know he didn't tell him what really happened you but did like, the truth corey hey, I, he corey know what he's doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but just like oh man what happened like yeah bro like shit my bad i missed the beat I mean, like i had, a, had an engagement oh man what happened telling the homies i was supposed to be at the studio i was like yeah bro i got it. i got locked up and then this dude kept singing to me about the casino he was like what i'm like yeah. he's like you lying that's what my line <laughs> was like you lying he's like bro, he's like bro just tell me what happened i'm like i promise you my sister was at work at subway had to go pick up with my mom my had to go get my car. And it's like i'm not supposed to be still living like this at that moment but it was a very important turning point in my life and it's kind of a life lesson so i could try to kind of recreate some of these life lessons that were honestly like a little traumatic mm-hmm. and um be able to kind of poke fun at yourself based on the decisions you make so to say
0: so your mom is played by vanessa bell calloway how is it working with her i love her
5: oh uh, she's great man she's um when you usually work with somebody of that magnitude, um, you don't expect any extras. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but she auditioned for the role because she wanted to, which was crazy. Like I seen that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So her auditioning for the role was like just unheard of for a show of my caliber. Um, somebody with my reputation, as far as never doing this before, so I was extremely grateful of that. I was grateful that she worked with us every facet as far as you know hair and makeup all those things is very very intricate mm-hmm. and she kind of led us in the way that she wanted to be able to do how she wanted to be able to do it um the research that she applied sitting with me asking questions about you know my mother's disposition and her thought process and how i would want to play what's important to me i don't want to do this cause i don't know if this is true or if this is true as far as, like to the character itself and just over and over and over again just giving me insight on how this thing works because she's been doing it for an extremely long time. So yeah. I was extremely grateful for her for the opportunity to have her in my show. And just even to this day, like, she always hit me up. She always gives me advice. She always mm-hmm. makes sure I know what's going on. And I really, really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: it's so like a mother figure for real. Yeah, for and yeah. especially,
5: like, she don't got to do none of that. She can yeah. go to work and go home. and um, She made sure to kind of make sure I knew what I was doing, especially being the first time. I had never acted, never written, never produced, never done nothing before. So just having her kind of teach me
0: wow.
5: how you should be treated and what you should demand, like her and Kenya were extremely important in kind of giving that information and Kenya is different cause it's her, it's his job. Excuse me. It's not her job to do that at all. So I really, really appreciate it. And just seeing how good she is. Like, of course, you know, she good, but yeah. on set, like her, her being able to like change. I guess her direction and also kind of helping direct our camera department, helping her because we had a really, really, really small team. So, kind of her filling in the void when she didn't have to, like, I really appreciate it.
3: Uh-huh. How close is she to your, your mom in real life?
5: Uh, my mom, my mom, a little bit more turned up no, than the real? world on camera. Yeah, but mom, she cool though. My mom, cool. But my mom is, um, my mom, interesting, man. Does your mom really <laughs> like jail? No, but my mom has said that before. <laughs> yeah, like my mom, ain't nothing wrong with it. That's what my mama said, but mama's one of the people, right? Where you have your circumstances, like we talk about our triggers it's in, our, in our in our in our kind of uh, in our, our environment and how it changes us. So my mom's the type of person that no matter what, everybody that came with us, they write until we get to the house, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom has an understanding point of view on everything, but she also holds you accountable for the things that you do. We was kids, she's like, no, I ain't picking y'all up. Second time, like you get one free one, you get a free one. I'ma get you after that on you. Stay always
0: in
3: there. This
5: happened. My mom used my mom done walked in the room before all my homies in the living room, and then somebody tell a joke. Everybody start laughing. My mama just say, "He gonna tell."
3: Damn. And
5: wow. And he told too. Damn. So it, was, ah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a little crazy. Not a lie. Yeah, he for sure told man But uh, my mom, her experiences kind of mirror ours, and I think it's weird growing up with a mother who understands like kind of the nuance of the situation when you're younger but as you get older you go to appreciate it. and i think it's a lot of the times we have a point of view i guess of women in these communities especially when we think about film and just art that takes place in southern california like it's always the mom crying over the dead body And no, baby mm-hmm. don't do this that's not how any of my homies mothers are because you got to think about the black community i was born in 1993 so just mm-hmm. kind of the state that california was in at that point in time the state of the streets was in the states of our community drugs alcoholism i guess homelessness Lack of jobs, lack of resources.
3: They couldn't be soft.
5: Exactly. Yeah. And I think kind of having a mother figure in the show that helped the characters responsible was extremely important. Because my mom, she not giving you no passes. But she not gonna, you know, shy away from loving you, but you don't get those passes. What
3: do yeah. you think niggas hate more? Reading or accountability?
5: Reading. Mm. mm. Reading for sure. I for sure think reading.
3: You think that you think we hold ourselves accountable
5: enough? Ourselves or each other?
3: Both. Yourself as an individual and each other as a community. I mean, if you think about
5: as far as the things we prioritize, those can be better. But I think accountability is important, but we like to point the finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And I, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, trauma, lack of opportunity, lack of people hearing you out. Like, see, it's not me, it's him, or it's not me, it's y'all. It's mm-hmm. a thing we have. I feel like we just kind of got to get our our viewpoints right because mm-hmm. we see a lot of the wrong things in, I guess, the right situation because we have a lot to look forward to. We got a lot to live up to, and um, we're not holding ourselves accountable based on our own metrics, our own communities, the things that we have. You know, we looking at what everybody else got or where everybody else is, yeah. and then we judging ourselves based on that. But I think... The reading aspect of it is extremely important, but, like, what what is there to read if you do in the hood who don't know much or, or, or a lady in the hood that don't know much? They're going to tell you, oh, you got to read Art of War, Forty Laws of Power. <laughs> <You know laughs> those are great reads. I read those in the hood. Yeah, right, some fo- that's some Foyard books. Then I get it. I'm, into, him, I'm into the Foyard books, but it's like, all right, I get I, I get the mental warfare aspect of it, but who are you fighting? So you going to read 48 laws of power or the art of word to go use it on another knee. <coughs> mm.
2: I'm
5: not into that. And especially coming <coughs> from that, like,
0: yeah.
5: like I'm, 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 I personally think like it's more like say if you watch films all day, right. If you read the method, if you pick up some scene books, if you read anything about how these things are created on writing by Stephen King, like yeah. get into that because these are your passions. These are your pastimes. Get into something that is, you know, download the vocabulary app, get your word of the day, you know, things of that right. nature. But I feel like are the spaces we look for information are limited based on who we are and the nuance we have as a people. And I feel like we have a lot of self-esteem issues when it comes to like reading. I remember, um, when I was a kid, I used to hate reading. I never got bad grades or nothing, but I stutter real bad. And I used to like kind of talk relatively slow, which led to me talking too fast, trying mm-hmm. to not stutter. And I also, vision who got time for a speech therapist who got eye insurance you know what i mean so a lot of those things kind of hinder us from even wanting to read in the first place mm-hmm. so now as we get older and we're assessing information now what do we know like what are we looking to look to? i feel like we will hold each other accountable if we can get our priorities right and our understanding of who we are right and that comes from my field of reading aspect that you talked about and when you say reading i'm thinking more broad and since like garnering knowledge and yeah. to learn.
3: That's why the nation in Islam was so important because first book my dad gave me was Autobiography of Malcolm X. Then that led me to read Message to the Black Man. Then I read From Niggas to Gods by Akeel. Those books right there instill all of that stuff we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it instills uh, accountability. It gives you a sense of responsibility and it it, it, it it just broadens your mind to something that can better you.
5: Yeah, and I feel like one affers the other. So if we can just kind of access more information, it'll really help because I, like I I said, you know, I came up here. At the beginning, I didn't grow up listening to music. And going, I'm going to be real, bro. Like, I was ignorant to a point that I didn't even understand the concept of, like, a concert mm-hmm. or, like, a show. I had never once in my life ever knew when a concert mm-hmm. was, where it was, how they worked. I didn't understand recording studios. I had never really been in no record stores like that. Like, I didn't really understand what music was. I had to research and to find it out. And that's a very humbling situation that make you feel vulnerable. Yeah. So when it comes to film and television, learning about that, when it comes to just life, learning in general, it's really hard for us to kind of gain information without being without feeling like we're out of place so we can kind of fix that it can fix a lot of our problems we don't want to feel
0: dumb yeah we don't want to feel mm-hmm. dumb but you got to figure out what feeds you yeah. basically like what he said if you if you doing film you watch film and mm-hmm. it, whatever caters to you what makes you feel good but if you don't even know mm-hmm. where to start with that i could see how that could be a challenge
5: yeah and then you think about like for, from your vantage point stand-up comedians every stand-up comedian i speak to or any comedian general that does stand-up they talk about bombing or, you know, yeah. figuring out a set and how hard it is at the beginning and how you have to make mistakes within that community. It's embraced. Like You hear people talk about it. You hear people talk about their woes and help each other out. I feel like within these other communities, we kind of got to apply that same sort of grace to each other. Give people the opportunity to fall on their ass and learn a little. Yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. And it's OK if you do that. I mean, I never did that,
5: but I know a lot of people. <laughs> you know, have... bomb. No. What? Hell no. I
0: mean, no. Never ever? Most, in the most humble way, I'm going to say that. Damn. No, I never have. But it's not to be like, oh, oh that makes me so much better than yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah. because mm-hmm. I haven't. It's just how I grew up. I grew up in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this interview is not about me, but real quick. Like, I just grew up in Baltimore City and with all male cousins around my, my brother's friends. I ain't really have a lot of home girls, mm-hmm. So... I grew up hearing them crack on me and crack on my brother and crack on friends. So I was real, you know, just real quick with improv anyway. You know what I mean? So, and you
5: had the information based on your experiences.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what fed me being funny and being social and being able to just, just be tough, have tough skin, you know. So And
3: having a social media following. So by the time you got on stage, people kind of already knew you anyway.
0: Yeah, but this was yeah. before social media. This, oh, wow, this for wow, wow. Just from me growing up, you yeah. know what I mean? Just I just always been funny. I'd be funny at a funeral, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just because... That's just what it is. So I, I definitely, to your point, I understand that. Like, whatever feeds you or whatever. I mm-hmm. wasn't big on reading, but I'm still not. Mm-hmm. I hate when you bring people up. Who is like, who was that? Somebody wrote a book. Oh, okay. You know what I <laughs> <what laughs> mean?
2: Pretty,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know who that is. Like I got to see it, act like I, wrote, I read this book, yo. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing. <laughs> hardest thing. That's why I was oh, we got vets. Good. Can you write no book?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to watch the show. Yeah, no, it's the show. And I, and I listen to his music. And, and I read you used to send scripts and run show ideas by Quinta
5: Brunson. I sent, I sent, uh, sent Quinta one of the scripts. Um, she was like, yeah, I ain't going to lie. I'd be nervous. You know, niggas be sending scripts. <laughs> but uh, she um kind of – because like I said, i would never done it before. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of get to be around these people. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part of her show, mm-hmm. and then we kind of forged a relationship. We had done a show previously with those animations, so we didn't really communicate that much. But she'd been a really, really big help. Um, mm-hmm. Her talent and her professionalism and just the way that she – runs that operation you know for that big company it's understated like she does an amazing job i don't know if i ran across somebody who does it as good as she does in the manner that she does it so i, I was just really grateful that she was able to even look at it and also let you know that like you know what you're doing because mm-hmm. especially not having information not having access to certain things. You know, these people that don't went to college for this stuff like i value their opinion and uh yeah it was a good opportunity to be able to share with
0: her yeah why is it only five episodes
5: Oh man, that's what they're doing right now. These 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 show orders, they not really going past eight. Okay. It's a lot of things are like six to eight, pretty pretty much. It's streaming. You know what I mean? Um not being able to separate the episodes on a weekly kind of basis is kinda of changed a lot of things. People digesting change changed a lot of things. The budgets changed
0: yeah after
5: the strike and um but previous to that the um budgets got a little bit weird during COVID. So I feel like, you know, they always gonna throw stuff at us. Yeah, know, as far as just creative people, so working through it.
0: But that's still, in, in a way, that's still good, though, because if it's it's too long, it's like, all right, people exactly. will probably tune out. But it's like, now we want more.
5: Yeah, and also like, being a first-time first creative, like, it's things. a bunch of stuff I wanted to do. It's like, no. Mm. no, we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do that. So just working through that system, you learn the system the first time. And I'm, I'm happy I was able to learn it in, I guess, a short setting. Because I didn't have to try to figure out how to do ten or twelve episodes yeah. while having a kind of not fight but just struggle through the pitfalls. Cut
0: certain things. Exactly. Yeah.
5: And you gotta every episode you gotta cut you gotta cut stuff. Damn. Especially shooting on location, you cutting pages, you cutting you cutting time, you you miss some shots. Sun come up late. It started raining. Uh, mm. uh, clouds. Like it's little stuff that you don't even think is gonna affect your day, and they really do.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna ask you some questions. They random. Boy, is they gonna be random to the people who haven't seen the
5: show yet, but they're not gonna be random to you. I got you.
3: What did the music do to Michael Jackson?
5: Man, look at it. Everything, bro. Took like his childhood. Shit. That case. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it it music. Music can be tumultuous, bro. Like, and I think that a lot of the time we so busy focusing on the music and what it brings gives to us, we don't ever look at the like look at the bro. Look at bro. Like when I was a kid and I seen Michael Jackson, I didn't know other than Michael Jackson. I'm only thirty, mm-hmm. so my whole life I was like, "This nigga look crazy." <laughs> my whole life, it's like I never looked at Michael Jackson was like, "Oh man, that's a cool fly nigga." You and ain't I'm never like, seen nigga Michael. Never, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then you get older and then you see. I mean, my first time seeing it was like, um, uh, the the movie that the, the made for TV movie they had where he had the rat and shit. And uh, oh, uh he was a Ben, kid. right? No, not Ben. American, Jackson, Yo, American oh, Family. Oh, the one yeah. Jason Weaver played.
0: Wait, I was going to say Flex Washington?
2: No,
5: that was, nah, oh, that was crazy. I said nah, nah, that one was crazy too. Nah, the, yeah, Jason oh, wait, Weaver. Jason Weaver, yeah. I was like, this, this ain't cool, nigga, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this what happened to this? This what happened to bro? Y'all yeah. just going to, like, y'all let this happen? <laughs> like, yeah. everybody like, oh, that's Mike. going like, nah, this nigga like terrible. You know
3: the interesting thing about Mike? You know how they say that whole, you know, Bill Cosby was trying <laughs> to buy <an> NBC thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike really owned half of the music industry's publishing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No black man supposed to have that kind of power in the music industry. But nobody ever says it was a conspiracy to bring Michael Jackson down.
5: Look, man, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying the nigga looked like he was into some freaky shit, man. We talked about Michael Jackson. No, man, Mike was innocent, man. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm not saying he was. I'm saying that if he had anything going on, I wouldn't be surprised. All I'm saying is the nigga life looked a little rough.
3: He got investigated by the FBI for 17 years. I'm not even talking about that.
5: I'm talking about that wig, bro. You talking (laughs) about these kids. I'm saying regardless, (laughs) see how you see how you see how we trying to kind of trying to sidetrack it with the accomplishments instead of being like they fucked this nigga life up. What I'm saying is no matter what happened. Look at that nigga. Was it the music or the money and the fame.
1: We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league.
4: State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a
6: spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque.
0: Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change
6: Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com B-E-N. He was the most famous man on
3: earth, probably the most famous person ever yeah. that walked the face of the For earth. For
5: sure. And look at the nigga.
0: Damn. No, it's not true. <laughs> no.
5: Look That's what he said. And childhood interviews. trauma, said, no, man. No, it's
0: not true. Man, that weave
5: with that nose. <laughs> they fuck Mike up, man. They need we... to say... We need to say... We need a sorry Mike day. We Damn. need to put it yeah, on the American nah, calendar we, we like, do. My I'm bad Michael. That. that shit fucked up, bro. My, my bro. bad <laughs> Michael. <laughs> my my bad I like that. My
3: bad MJ. MJ. We gonna do that on his birthday, man. Now, you started oh. doing this show on YouTube, right?
5: About five years ago? Man, uh, so... Originally... When I first started doing music, I never been like the biggest artist. So when I started mm-hmm. doing music, people would kind of gravitate towards certain things. We like our music videos. We like this. We like that. And i never been like ignorant of the world around me. You know what I mean? I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. So I always thought, okay, what's the limits that we can push? Probably a visual medium. Same thing with interviews and stuff of that nature. So um, we had a bunch of meetings. It had to be like seven, eight, nine years ago. And I'm going, everybody, we want to do a show. And it was nah, oh, maybe later. We working on this, you got some music for that? It wasn't panning out, so I just kind of did more work. I did a bunch of voiceover stuff. Um, I did some smaller roles on a, other films, dope. Um, being a, one of the first, and then we did the YouTube thing mm-hmm. for a couple episodes, and that's kind of how we got the chops up and kind of learned how to do it. And um, then I think a year or two after that is when we got the opportunity to kind of go through Netflix we'll go with Kenya. Mm-hmm. We had Kenya and a couple other people, <clears throat> Kenya to me. Um, it was the most honest and he was the most um understanding that I was trying to make something and it wasn't I need you to make this for me type yeah. situation and so we got the situation with him and Netflix and COVID hit so we had to sit that out and then mm-hmm. when COVID happened they picked it back up thankfully and now
3: we're here. How, how did it go how did it feel taking it from YouTube to TV like what changed about that format
5: as opposed to the format you use for television? Everything um, I bet that, the YouTube stuff was all improv it was just a setup and I just did the I just improved and like had you know, good people um that have been in a lot of stuff. Karen Gibbons, who also was in is in an episode of this, um, was also in that series. But it was just simple. We got one setup, we do one thing, of course, playing with the idea of theatrics, So we have anchors on every episode. Um, but within the YouTube series, it's like, okay, how do we create something that feels like Scott Pilgrim versus the war? How do we recreate something that feels like, you know, old Kung Fu movie, um, type moment and kinda of building around that one moment for a scene versus having an episode of scenes that also has act breaks, it also has transition, it also has some sort of narrative engine that can drive through an episode. So you gotta basically blow out the fucking four five minute piece, make it a forty minute piece for that to be cut to twenty minutes. Mm. So it's just really learning the format for, was yeah, the hardest part. Formula is
0: crazy,
5: and also having a lot of hands in the pot. Like this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. You can't do this. Okay, now you can do this because with something just came out that makes this okay now. You know what I mean? So mm. just dealing with a lot of the politics a lot of the red tape is, is, is the is is the most difficult part. Mm-hmm. You Especially keep, you used to doing shit by yourself because in music you can do whatever fuck you want, right? And with that, it's like nah, there's certain certain things that have to be done. Mm-hmm.
0: You
3: keep
5: saying you wasn't that known as a rapper. Why you yeah, keep saying man, that?
0: I keep on saying
5: that. I mean, it's true.
3: Nah, you like you like top five rapper from Long Beach, which
5: means something, bro. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, as far as like a day to day basis, right, and like the way you can maneuver through this business, if you don't got the bottom line to support any of these endeavors you're trying to do it don't matter how creative it is so i got i i, I do well i got multiple them songs i got gold songs i got certain things that certain yeah. people never get but it ain't drake so, so the door what? no but i'm saying the doors that might open for a drake the doors that might open for other people aren't necessarily open for me so i gotta work have White. Them. No, I get. And then he's just pulling out his meat, yo. No, I gotta do all that. <laughs> no, but he just pulled out his meat. Come on now, But, 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 it's, but been, it's benefits of doing all them things. You pull out the meat. He, but you, you would you might, think he, you you would might, think might, he wouldn't he might, have to pull out his meat. Because it's clowning. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying there's certain things that it just wasn't for me. So, based on yeah. where I was at and what I wanted to create, like, it's certain things. That, all right, so, like, come on, bro, you know me. You don't know me in real life. Mm-hmm. All right, so everybody know I can lean way more into, like, the tell shit. I can lean way more into like the negative shit. Mm-hmm. I personally don't believe in that based on that, that the ramifications I had on my life and the people around me, mm-hmm. but that would make my music make more sense. So if I make this kind of music and I lean into these elements of the music and it's seen a certain way, the videos look a certain way, the friend group look a certain way the event you go to look a certain way. Now it's okay. We understand it as an artist and there's certain things I just didn't do or didn't relate to or just didn't work for me as an artist. So that kind of dictated where I'm at. And I'm not saying it to diminish what I've done in music because I'm extremely yeah. grateful for it, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying I'm realistic about, what it is if people are saying hey bro we like your interviews or you funny or we like your videos I'm not gonna be like I'm not making no more videos cause y'all not paying attention to the thing I, I want you to pay attention okay. you gotta be aware of what people like from you and take it from there that's that's, that's really where my standpoint is I don't got I got songs I've been on the radio and I've got one or two songs I've done very well on the mm-hmm. radio probably not released yeah. 60 songs mm-hmm. but every time I might do an interview every time I might come up here people is in the comments having more engagement than they would even as far as how the album go Mm-hmm. So taking that kind of, I guess, information and trying to see how you going to spec this shit out. Because, all right, I'm 30 right now, bro.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Who can do this when they 60? Who can do this when they're 40, 45? And I take care of my family and things of that nature. Like I, I keep it pretty simple. I don't really got aspirations to be the most, you know, I'm not looking for a billion dollars, bro. That's just not how I am. So I, I I enjoy the privilege of creativity and being able to do things that I never thought I would be able to do as a child. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I always took the way that people view my music and the way that people digest anything I did as a positive, no matter what it is. If people say they don't like something I do, that's still positive because they're emotionally invested enough in it, and that just kind of led me down this path, just being aware of who you are and how the world feel about you.
3: Are hip hop artists just limited to music now?
5: Because nowadays,
3: when I see a hip hop artist, I'm not thinking this person is just going to be a rapper, only because of everything that we've seen. From the Jay-Z's and the, the Donald Glover's. Yeah. All of these people that have done so many other different things. Yeah. yeah. I don't I I, mean to
5: put Jay-Z and Donald Glover in the same No, thing I, before, I, I, know, I feel you 100%. Sure. And, and I agree because you know, it's, I felt that way my whole life. Like, I've been lucky to, enough to grow up when I grew up. But when I was a kid, Locke was on TV. Ice Cube was already Ice Cube as far as film television, Queen Latifah. Word. Uh, Miss Elliott had a show. Eve had a show. Will Smith was Will Smith. So I think that it's been really, really good groundwork laid just for... for black people in general, but specifically for hip hop artists in the past twenty to thirty years, I can just it makes it it's limitless, honestly, the things that we can do, especially yeah. if we trust each other and utilize mm-hmm. each other, use our infrastructure and kind of support each other would we'll be good.
0: Yeah, and you're doing that now and you're only thirty.
5: Yeah, I feel you know, I'm
0: grateful. Uh, oh, but like no I mean from you know from your past experiences. Tell them what you said, Jeff. I'm only seen the show like yo what I say.
3: Tell what you said when you were watching the show. You're a comedian, tell them what yo tell them what you said. <laughs> you said, said he look like? me what
0: I said. What?
3: Who you said he look like? Oh, uh, <laughs> Campbell.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. I no, done that's, got some that's shit. The new one. No, you don't look like Tavon Campbell. No, I said you look like the dad from Sister Sister. Ray, yeah, yeah. Ray. A little, yeah, 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 But then a little boy too. Like you look older, but you look young at the The little same boy, time. what's
5: what was his name?
0: uh I don't know. I done got the
5: dad. I ain't got the. I ain't got the. I ain't got the boy before. I fuck with Ray, man. Shout out to Ray. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I don't
0: know who like young you look like, but I'm just saying, yo, you look young and old at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I got time. some old man yeah. shit going
5: on. I seen this nigga Professor Ogilvy in the um oh my God. in the airport yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he getting yeah. He still getting bread. Where? Yeah, he had the whole he had the whole. It could have been some downtown LA shit. But he got the whole Louis Vuitton set up. You know, he's in there by himself for like a. He had a um a scarf phone and a sweater and it was like 85 degrees mm-hmm. okay so you know he did his shit man and I seen Mace <laughs> I seen Mace on the airplane the other day with a scarf and a button up with like <laughs> like two orders of Roscos Mm. That's what I'm talking. About. Yeah, yeah. So like, nah, man. Say, did
0: he make you late for the flight? Nah, I just
5: seen this. I just, I ain't. He, I just seen this nigga. I don't even know if Mace no am but I just seen this nigga. And like, yeah. he was like in the front of the plane. He came on late. and I was like this nigga Mace, man, came he keeping it black. He the Roscoe. That's yeah. He so about. slow. Yeah. I fuck with Mace. He walked yeah. in. It's just good to see you no know, entertainers. You know, still thriving, yeah. doing mm-hmm. good. You know, he sat next to the white man. The white man tried to say some funny shit to him. I'm like, oh, well, that smells good. He was like, yeah, it is. You bitch ass nigga, you know what I mean, so I appreciated that, man, so I feel like, I feel like it's been good, it's been good kind of steps taken yeah. to kind of make it possible for people like me. Is it
3: challenging to, tra- the, to take your natural humor and wit and put it into a scripted
5: fictional format? Nah, bro, because I don't even be joking like that, bro, like I will be I'll be chilling, but you know niggas, you know. I can tell, yo, <laughs> he's so serious, so I'm like, why you gonna bring up what I said?
0: This nigga like it. I ain't tri- serious. Sure, <laughs> nah, he even the way he nigga walked in, like, what's up, bro? I'm like, nah, don't tell him nothing I said. Nah. <laughs> like, serious, nah, how about serious be, people out there,
5: Nah, you know? I don't be trivial. Nah, fucking uh The writing is the easy part, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not I think that's probably the, the part I gravitated to the most. And um I think a, a thing about making the show, especially when you have some sort of notoriety, is that The perception can be off, right? People was thinking, oh, it's the Vince Staples show. So like when you kind of doing the scripts, it's like, I'm not necessarily the main character Mm -hmm. in any of these episodes. The environment is the main character, Mm -hmm. but it's the show because like, it's my perspective on how I view the world and how I feel black people interact with each other. It's not really ever about me in the Mm -hmm. show at all. And I think that's why the writing is really important because when you think about the bank episode, right? The bank episode to me is tackling a lot of things like, all right, you just seen today jp morgan i seen a clip of the jp morgan dude apologizing for being inst- institutional slavery that's right. but that's part of the episode mm-hmm. that we have you know what i mean so it's like being able to tackle those things are important because i'd be in place and i'd be like y'all just gonna let these white folks like like do this shit yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, in yeah. our
5: face like and we all love them so much and not to like shit on the white people like i know I got, I, got, like, I got like i got like i got like one white friend like probably one and a half type shit so it's like one and a half yeah one and, one one and a half, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. yeah well he like six five six eight you know what i mean i got I'd probably say three. I got another six foot white boy mm-hmm. that I, he my engineer, so he count I guess. But um yeah. shout out Tyler. What's up, bro? But uh yeah, I what about feel the like... probably two
3: with you now. or one with you now. Well she's not white. Say like, I'm not his friend.
5: <laughs> nah, that's my nah, she <laughs> works for <laughs> me. She works okay, for okay, me, okay, she's okay, she not me. white. I'm looking at I'm sorry. But no, I don't know if she's yeah, white, but boy, my thing is like I'm I'm just talking about like and I'm, t- I'm talking, about like, <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about like I'm talking about I'm talking about like day to day life yeah, type stuff, but it's like we we, bro. The writing of it is important because it's so much shit that I think kinda goes unsaid. So I feel like translating it into writing is easier because if I just start saying some of the shit I be feeling, then I'm gonna look crazy.
0: Bro. No you won't. <laughs> no.
5: Trust me.
3: They, you uh, got some of that in here. Oh yeah. Yes. Like when the two walks away from
5: the at the family unit, he's like, Why are we black? <laughs> but all right, but so that's a true story. I, I get it I got an uncle named Winfrey Shout out to Uncle Winfrey That nigga called man And he got drunk one And he was asking that question My mom was like Shut the fuck up But I felt bro, Cause I'm like What did that even mean Like if we really like in deep I don't think you black If you've never asked that
3: question Not saying that you don't Want to be black Yeah But when you think about All the things black people Have had to deal with In this country why
5: mm-hmm.
3: are we black? Bro, Why yeah. are we going through
5: this? Like, that's what I think he was trying to say. Bro, yeah, bro, I, I swear because it's for we, we was like my family is is, is hella gravity, so we had like a family type thing, and it's like you know sometimes black people like get fake churchy. Yeah. So my family, everybody in my family had a fake like come to Jesus moment, and it always get way worse when it was done. So this was the end of somebody like savior moment. So my uncle went for drunk, these niggas He's like, I just got a question. He said, I just don't understand. Said, Why is we black? Damn. And everybody was like, nigga, shut the fuck up like you drunk. (laughs) But his feelings was really hurt because he's like, you niggas arguing in my house. I don't understand what's going on. It's like if you just say that, if I just walked up here and said that I'ma look crazy on the internet. So mm-hmm. being able to write it and give it context and oh, show yeah. the things that happened kinda of make it a little bit easier. But
0: he was drunk, he was thinking, he was probably your uncle probably been through so much and then yeah. seeing so much and it's like, man, why we gotta
5: And I be feeling bad for people from that generation. That, yeah. that, that that's my granny sister husband. My granny sister just died. My granny and my, my grand sister just died. They was getting old and whatnot. So I'm I'm we at the funeral and I'm like, What's up, Uncle going for you good? He's like, Yeah, you know, Virgie dead, so you know. mm I'm gonna just be at the house. Like, damn. come on down. It's like, damn, nigga. Like, you don't think that sound crazy? He's like, what you mean? I'm like, your whole life has just been sorrow. Like, nigga, talk like a sharecropper he from Arkansas. Damn. Mm-hmm. Nigga, living in Compton. Like, it's like damn. he still see horses every day. He probably don't see no, no translation. Yeah. 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 So the stuff that we deal with as people is um is real interesting, man. And yeah. you just gotta kind of tread on it lightly, just to be. I don't even trade it lightly because when you make, we making stuff us we understand it, but you want to be, I guess, sensitive to the stuff that we deal with every day, and not make it seem like you poking fun at ourselves. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to kind of go to these people's platforms and poke fun at ourselves, yeah, and kind of be slapstickish almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but saying? Because yeah. when my thing, like, oh man, it's just it's just dry, it's this, it's that. All right, but it worked for Wilfred, it worked for Louis, it worked for Curb, it worked for all these other people, so I can do a show like this. Well, we can't start the show like this. Well, if the perspective shift is going to be all But if we utilize this lens and then we do a slow pan out, then we can still showcase the environment while showing the emotion to the characters. Mm-hmm. And we start talking like that, then they got to just let you do what you want to do. Mm. Which is why the information is important and the writing is important. Just making sure that you are able to articulate to someone who don't understand because they looking at it, it's math because with them, they got the world. So they don't got to worry about the stuff that they say or the stuff that they do because, and I'm not saying this in a demeaning way, but it's like, all right, Ostensibly, it's the same stuff that we kind of champion Jim Carrey for, we shit on Tyler Perry for. Yeah. yeah but it's based yeah. on the weight of the circumstances in the community and, you know, how people view these things. We would call
3: him a coon if he was black.
5: You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's like you got to be mindful of the fact that people do feel that way when you create these things.
3: They And they have mass representation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are we black, Vince?
5: Shit, man, because we lucky. You know what I'm saying? That's the way go. I look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I like right. it. I wouldn't want to be... The mother mm-hmm. thing.
0: Know what? Uh, them other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. I My man like
5: Carlos Miller says being black is dangerous, but it's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody like Andrew, you know Yeah. Wear your seatbelt, man. You'll
3: be alright. I Boy, love that's
0: it. That's right.
3: Well, what's more important to you, properly representing mm-hmm. Vince Staples in this show,
5: or properly representing Long Beach? Uh, I would say properly representing Long Beach, the community mm-hmm. in general, because like I'm, I mean, you feel me? Like, um, I don't, you don't really know how the world look at you and view you, but I feel like when I was younger and I was making music and even just kind of getting into the space and I used to not want my homies to come to like videos. I used to want my homies and not because I didn't want nobody treating them. Like they weren't
1: Got
5: it. adequate. Like yeah. I remember I shot a video, um, I shot a video on the hood and we was doing like, it's a mural on the on the side of a store, on the side of a market. That's on uh, 64. 64th and my homies was driving by and then like a couple people drive by the homie coming come and like, oh, I know you're shooting a video. Niggas ain't know I was rapping like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden it was like 50 people across the street just like hanging because like my 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 homies is cool and um i was just happy that they were treated well but i was so nervous just for somebody mm-hmm. to just say something disrespectful or be demeaning or just treat us like our experiences don't matter because it's like we human we all got interests we all got we all got things that we love we all got things that we want to say and share with the world right. and a lot of the times if you not Someone that they deem is an acceptable version of a Negro, mm-hmm. you don't get the opportunity to be showcased. And I got homies that's like, like the, the like the, the the bank robber, uh, like the, the 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 prison to like underwater welder to you know union craftsman mm-hmm. pipeline is real. Mm-hmm. And I got homies who done sat down. I'm talking 15, 20 years as building factories, and they have pride in that, and they they feel like they not greedy, and they feel like they want to help other people. So putting that in appropriate context was important to me because I can have a homie that can sit down and talk to you about anything, but then by like, yeah, man, I did 15 years for murder. I did 15 mm-hmm. for uh, robbing a the bank. Mm-hmm. Then everything that y'all just talked about, go out, of the, go out the window. It's so like you don't understand. They, we don't get the opportunity to change our lives. We don't get the opportunity to become better people. So I don't like seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not that we put it in our art or we um, kind of promote it because I don't want it to come across like I'm saying that we do it to ourselves. I'm saying the way the world views us. Is not necessarily fair, so I kind of just wanted to showcase context for that. All
3: right. Yeah. W- what about Long Beach makes Snoop the most marketable family-friendly rapper ever? He a whole
5: crip doing Corona commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say diversity. Mm. Um, it's an extremely diverse place. You know, the population of Long Beach is actually surprising um, to me. Even when I, we started, one of my homies is actually the mayor now. Shout out Rex, and he doing a lot of good things for the city, trying to kind of uplift the North Side that hasn't really got that much attention um but he kind of gave us some numbers he's like you know you think this he's like we was talking about the area you're trying to develop but i was like yeah like it's it's cool right there but just make sure y'all you know they don't displace nobody he's like it's impossible i was like now you sound like one of them yeah. and he was like well 80 percent of the people that live in the, on on the north have two parent households 70 percent make um over double um the, uh, double the whatever salary was, it was like like a hundred thousand dollars most people own their homes most people have this most people have that even though black people are only like 20, thirty thousand out of damn near a couple hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, we doing pretty relatively well in the city. So I think growing up in a place like that, growing up in a place where you can see the highs and lows of everyone—whether it's white people, black people, uh, Southeast Asian people, Hispanic people—it makes you kind of well-rounded because we all live on top of each other, bro. And also with Snoop Music, like from maybe from my vantage point because I know how it is. His music was it was burnt out a little bit. But the hits, the things that every the world knows Snoop for, it's 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 it's, it's fun loving. Like Jen and Jules, you know, Dre Day, it's not like just like I'm a ride around and of course music wasn't like that at that time. Dre Day was not fun loving. Great record. I You love don't it. think like l- listen to that chord progression.
3: Dre Day? Yeah.
5: Dun, 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 dun,
3: man, dun, dun, the content dun, 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 of Dre
5: Day It's really not that, been that getting raped. <laughs> it's oh been... what?
3: <laughs> yes, man. Who <laughs> got raped in Dre Day? I mean, yeah. If you go back and listen to the song, they were sexually assaulting the men to, as
5: vengeance. Oh, yes. God. Well, I'm not talking about Dre. Day.
2: am <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> talking. I'm,
5: I know, I'm not talking about Dre. My bad. I'm talking about <laughs> Jen and Jules. Snoop Doggy Dog nothing but the G thing. Nothing but the G thing. Okay, that's what I'm okay, talking okay. about. Yeah, Dre day was Gap teeth in your mouth. Gap teeth in your mouth. So my th- dick got a yeah, fit. That, okay, yeah, okay. what I was saying yeah, and, yeah, No, no, I'm tripping. Yeah, in the video,
3: people getting bent
5: over. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. But in his defense, that was Dre song, and them niggas from Compton, yeah. and them niggas is crazy over there. You feel me? My mom and oh, them from over you there. Oh, right. Damn, you're right. You're right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, your mom, right.
0: Okay, yeah, they right. crazy. you get what
5: I'm saying? It's a lot.
3: But nothing but the G thing. Jenny Juice, they were fun. The videos was dancing and all that. Yeah, and I think that's
5: why people digested Snoop differently uh, regardless of his back. Like nigga, I don't have to perm with the hockey jersey and shit like. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just it just looked and felt different.
3: Yeah. Have you ever really tried to get a loan from a bank?
5: Yeah. Mortgages. And what happened? Mm-hmm.
3: Did it end up like that?
5: Um, Nah, I got lucky. I got lucky, but I got a homie who has no criminal record, even New Jersey. No criminal record, no nothing. Trying to open up a loan to open up a second location of already successful business and they like I don't know. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have that. But I have had meetings. Um, this wasn't in a bank setting where they was like, "Yeah, we just not happen to you." Mm. And they was like, "You need this. You need that. You need that." I mean, some of that was kind of the, the process of what this show was. Yeah, like kind of taking those meetings and realizing the way that people view um, entertainers, and I guess the fickle nature of this business. And how, you know, it's unforgiving and they're not wrong, but it's a hard thing to swallow as far as being an artist and hearing that in the financial realm, the thing that you probably dreamed of all your life doing ain't even really the thing. Yeah. And especially for them. So it's like that was um, a hard thing to kind of grasp. I just kind of wanted to show it in the show. Mm hmm.
0: Uh,
3: we we gonna get out of here in a minute because you know when Just start to get quiet like this that means she's ready to go.
5: First of all, but <laughs> why you get off her head, man? It's like yo, why why he doing no, this? I don't understand, do. Vince. I, I don't know. I've only
0: been up here two weeks. I want to go. I want to leave. All right, I want to put in two weeks. You need a vacation. Yes, I, I do. Yeah, Thank you, so man. Give me my
3: maternity to leave soon. Lord, oh my
0: no. god. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how,
3: how do you know when you pushing boundaries for the sake of shock value versus pushing boundaries to provoke like honest thought and discussion?
5: Uh, for me personal, bro, like I'm I'm never really trying to do too much, but I'm kind of always doing too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would get a call from him or King King They'd be like, "Nigga, like, what's going on, bro?" And I'd be like, "Nah, like, I was I was trying to do the OJ shit, and OJ shit waits on that. I was trying to do some OJ shit, cause I feel like it's it's just like a sad story. Like when you think about how it ended up. Of course he 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 wild out or whatever. What allegedly? allegedly, yeah, and like his mind just gone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like when you look at the nigga talking, something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he be sounding normal on camera, make show to me. But bro, listen to this, the the speed in which he mm-hmm. speaks, the way his eyes look. Mm-hmm. People's eyes look dilated. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> here. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, but you think about his background and like really look into his background as far as like his father and his upbringing and where he's from. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a sad story. But when you are the man and you got that football, everything matters and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, nobody pays attention to exactly, the background mm-hmm. exactly. The so they had to make some calls like. Mm-hmm. You can't. I had some shit in there that was probably a little bit too far. But they was like, man, yeah, you can't do this. You can't do that. So if I get some call, a call from Kenya or him, or like eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. They just had a meeting, and I was doing too much. You you those right calls would piss
3: me off though. Because yeah. how do we know I can't
5: do it if the network said I can't do it? No, let's mm-hmm. not let us stop us. Well, no, the thing is, because if they want, if they didn't feel them a little bit, they wouldn't call. Got gotcha,
3: you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you. Okay. That's gotcha, why gotcha, I'm gotcha, saying gotcha. they calling
5: me the net because they, they they probably got a call every day. That ain't my problem. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. when they call, they like, hey, this might be a little too much. So, so and I think it's our perception. Most of fight back on stuff Most for time. you. Yeah, i say 97, 98% of the time. That's but sometimes I think it's the perception of things. Like, It's never like a you tripping. I get what you trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work that way, which is important to me because I want things to translate correctly.
3: Ran- yeah. Random question from the show. Would you really want a digital consciousness?
5: Hell nah. After you die? Bro, I don't even want no smartphone, bro. Mm. i get it i'm cool man mm. and hey they whooped us with the cars, because now you know what i mean you got all the all the connectivity type situations mm-hmm. but i'm over it bro every time somebody facetime me i get hot yeah, yeah. like i don't want to look at you don't just throw your face like in my life mm. yeah. it irritate me i will I'm, I'm i'm cool
3: so you really you don't really be on social media that much
5: hell nah yeah yeah, yeah. you got a flip phone i used to yeah. When I first got a deal, I looked crazy in the meetings. Though <laughs> I looked crazy in the meetings. nobody gonna give me no deal. I had to step it up, go to the Apple store. But yeah, I, I was I was I was slumming it for a minute.
3: They really thought he was older then. you pulling out the flip him. that mustache. <laughs> yeah,
5: <You> already <laughs>
0: know he had the... And I <laughs> had one. and I had no cut. <laughs> I had no like- cut,
5: and like my shit a little lopsided. So like I was there with the oh with man. The Afro. With the cut, like, what's up? How y'all doing? Was a like,
0: crooked afro? Yeah, was With cooking. a flip phone? Yeah, Wiley. And a mustache? Wiley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wiley.
5: He had a tell me like, hey, he had coming, comment like, hey, nigga, stop wearing basketball shirts and hoodies and shit to these meetings. I'm like, I was at the house, like, <laughs> it was grimy. Have you
3: really never fell I in mean. love with hip-hop?
5: What, what I meant by that was, like, what's that moment? Like, mm-hmm. if hip, when do you fall in love with your mama? you feel me when you fall in love with your father like people be i wasn't trying to be fucked up but when people not black they got different experiences nigga where when do you discover hip-hop mm-hmm. if you were born in 1993 in the ghetto mm-hmm. when do you walk into a place and they're like hey nigga this is hip-hop that <laughs> shit don't fucking <laughs> like what the fuck do we be talking about right, my nigga like
2: right. that's the
5: that's the ask me when i fell in love with like charcuterie or like some stupid white people shit like yeah hip-hop yeah. is a part of i'm black it's just there. It's always been there. Like I don't know. Like that's a that's crazy to think about, bro. It's like, asking, it's like asking. It's like asking niggas when they met Jesus. Like mm-hmm. nigga, mm-hmm. what? I'm black. Should we just do it?
3: This, this is my last yeah. question, Jesse. You, you got anything? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay, this is my last question. Me and Glasses alone was having a conversation, right? And Glasses was saying how, if you're not from like like hip hop, in order to be hip hop, has to be from the hood and have a street aesthetic and be on. I always say you wanted to be on some gangster shit he says no that's not what he's saying to me you hip-hop kendrick is hip-hop cole is hip-hop y'all don't have to do no criminal shit to be considered hip-hop mm-hmm. do you think you have to do because you said that earlier you talk about i could show my mm-hmm. my environment right um and i
5: think create better music listen glasses be saying half of what he's trying to say that's my dog so i know mm-hmm. he'd he be bullshitting mm-hmm. and <laughs> as you as do you mm-hmm. um i feel like the important sentence is for it to be accepted fully because the way that we view certain things that's a very big part of hip hop that's a very big part of black culture very mm-hmm. big part of being a black male to be honest It's a big part of manhood in general especially for black men so um if you're making hip hop and you're saying you come from all these things but it feels different it feels like it's not how they view us because let's be real bro we 13-40% of the fucking population we gotta sell things to people that's not us mm-hmm. so yeah. for it to translate Oh, I know what that is. You get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sports got jerseys, bro. It just is what it is. Like, so I feel like for it to fully translate and kind of reach certain heights based on how people perceive it, most of the time it does have to be that. But that don't make it right.
3: Damn. So you think it gotta have the street elements and the hood elements?
5: I think for their understanding and digestion of it. But what is the street element of it and what is the hood element of it? It's mm-hmm. struggle, it's poverty, it's lack of resources, it's lack of family, it's lack of all these things. And that's just the black experience based on how the world sees it. Yeah. So it's not just violence. Violence is just the the biggest part of it as far as how we speak about it. Like every, like, think about, I know they exist, but <clears throat> it's a, it's way more mother records than it is father records. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's way, it, 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 It's just how our community looks and how kind of we, we view it, you know what I mean? So I feel like, like, I I, I get older and I'm like, I feel bad, like, kind of for my father, like, the relationship that we have for him. It's like, all right, you got incarceration issues, you got substance issues. Like, it ain't like you were just like, yeah, I ain't coming home, I ain't fucking with these kids. But based on the perception of how we were taught to view ourselves and view the world around us, everybody said we ain't got no daddy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: Instead
5: of understanding the circumstances, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of that with hip hop, it's just understanding the circumstances a little bit better. But whenever they had these conversations about, hip-hop especially in california i feel like we, we we overlook a lot of successful things just because they not viewed as gangster shit like we ain't ain't nobody talking about the far side or souls of men shit for all these other hybrid successful things don't nobody even bring up fucking mc hammer mm. you know ain't mm. nobody bringing up too short like that and they have street elements they music They was from the hood but it mm. wasn't viewed like that rbl posse like it's a lot of stuff so i feel like it just depends on what you look at
3: why are we black man vince staples show is out yeah. now on netflix Thank you for coming, Vince. I appreciate you, Appreciate brother. you,
5: brother. It's The Breakfast dad. Club. Thank you, I appreciate you. Wake that ass up. Uh, in the morning. The Breakfast Club.
0: Don't miss the new series Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, is now streaming on Hulu. Connect the stories, change your perspective, connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.